Uh, at the risk of um, <clears throat> being laughed at, um, I was handed this. I don't think this applies anymore, but I'll say it anyway. Somebody left your lights on, uh, and you're driving a Lexus SUV. So, I mean, don't they go off on their own anyway? So, you know, I just showed you what an idiot I was, but um, I was handed this. So um, <clears throat> there you go. Um, one other thing, just by way of um, uh, introducing, guys, um, we, we put the, de- the dessert at the end f- for the purpose of giving you an opportunity to spend some time with the people of God around something decent to eat and a cup of coffee. But if you have children in the nurseries, you must get those children first. Those are volunteers back there, and, and they're waiting for you to come get your kids so that they can enter in. So, um, and you know, you get into a conversation that lasts 20 minutes and, and they're stuck. So, um, it, you know, it takes us three minutes to get the dessert out anyway. Run back there, get your kids, and give them some dessert. And um, uh, everybody can enjoy the, the evening, including the volunteers back there. Um, Guys, let me say again or, or begin the same way that I began last year or last week. Um, I, I am not attacking individual Muslims. I am attacking Islam. <clears throat> In fact, if, if you choose to, um, to be a Muslim or if, if you choose um, Islamic truth over, over Christian truth, so be it. Um, what I'm attacking, uh, this is not to raise the refugee issue or the immigration issue. I'm not trying to tell you to vote for Donald Trump. Um, I'm here to, to, to address one issue, one issue, and that is, is the God of Islam and the God of biblical Christianity the same God? And the answer is emphatically no. Uh, I was sent a, a, a screen today that suggested that 35 percent of evangelical Protestants believe that that, that is true. It, it is it is mind boggling for me um, to think that. <clears throat> I mean, somebody's not doing their job. Um, I am attacking not individual Muslims, but I am attacking those who teach this. Guys, um, <clears throat> there is a. Um, there is a, I don't even what you call it, um, but um, a, a procedure, I guess, I don't know, uh, and I, I'm, I'm sure I'm not going to um, pronounce it correctly. It's T-A-Q-I-Y-A, um, I-Y-Y-A, two, two Ys. A procedure in Islam um, which suggests that deception is okay if it advances Islam. Um, after last week, I was sent lots of things, but uh, one of the things that I was sent by John Wesley um, was a debate that was put on by the Ravi Zacharias Foundation with a, a Muslim scholar that lasted two hours and 55 minutes, and I watched every minute. And the, um, the Muslim scholar, you know, you get these opening statements, you get a 25-minute opening statement, he, and the Christian guy went first, Nabil, I think was his name, and the, other, and the Muslim scholar went second. Not five minutes into his opening statement, not five minutes into his opening statement, 
did he not say that, that, that Muslims believe in Jesus? That is a lie. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is true in this sense that they believe in Jesus like I believe in Abraham Lincoln. But a half-truth represented as a whole truth is a whole falsehood. For that man to stand in front of an audience and tell them that they believed in Jesus is such outright deception. But it's okay. It's okay in Islam. As long as it advances the cause. Let me say to you, categorically, without one smidgen of hesitation, they do not believe in Jesus. Now, they believe in a, a Jesus that is a messenger and all that business. But we're going we're to talk about that a little bit later this, more, uh, this evening. But my, my point is, Jesus was always hard. No, he was always soft on the masses. Uh, they were sheep without a shepherd. He was always tender to them. But those who tried to mislead them, he called them whitewashed sepulchers. You brood of vipers. Um, I, I, um, I was asked a couple of times uh, between last week and tonight, Why, Dr. Young, uh, you were so riled. Yes, I am. And this is what I'm riled about. The notion that Islam would stand in, an, in front of an audience and say that they believe in Jesus and, and you sitting there, oh, well, that's yeah, interesting. Well, they believe in Jesus. Well, they just must. It is an outrageous piece of deception. And I'll show you that before the night's over. Okay? So that's why I'm riled. I'm riled that, and by the way, it came up again this week. I told you about Wheaton. I told you about the Pope. I told you about the, the, the 16-year-old that came to see me from a school in this. It happened in one of our grace groups. A, 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 a person who attends one of our grace groups made this statement that the God of Islam and the God of Christianity is the same God. A thousand times no. Do you want me to be any clearer? Can I somebody give me some words and I'll try to be clearer? No. Not even close. I'll tell you who the Muslims worship. They worship the God who spoke to Muhammad. Who was that? I don't know. <laughs> but it wasn't the God of and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I, um, but I, I think I do know who spoke to Muhammad too, and I'll 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 try to answer that as we go. But ladies and gentlemen, sweep off everything. I'm simply addressing one issue, and I am extraordinarily caught up in the idea that, that this, this deception has permeated the, uh, the evangelical world. 35% of you don't believe, I mean, uh, believe that they're the same. They're not! And don't you dare try to suggest, that, and, and for that man to stand up there and try to deceive his audience. Okay, last week, um, what I told you, I tried to make reference to the, to the um, 
um, three essentials of the Christian faith. The, um, the Trinity, um, Christology, and salvation by grace through faith alone. Um, and, and my point last week was simply that at, all, that at every point, that at all three of that which is essential to the Christian Orthodox faith, to Christian Orthodoxy, at every point, every one of them, they are in open denial. Okay? That's what I said last week. What I want to do is, is try to fill in some of the blanks, particularly these two. Guys, I would suggest to you, in, indeed, that the Trinity is a difficult, it's a difficult idea. But here's what happened in the history of the church. The church was dealing with data. Certain data that arose from the, from the Bible. Here's the data. That um, there is one God. That's called monotheism. Ladies and gentlemen, Christians are monotheists. We're not tritheists. As uh, Muslims try to suggest. Um, they're dealing with data. Deuteronomy 6.4, uh, the Lord our God is one. We're monotheists. But there are three persons that show up in the Bible that have the prerogatives of God, the attributes of God. They speak as if they're God. Uh, they act like God, et cetera, et cetera. And so the church, in the first 300 years of her existence, took the data and, um, and tried to formulate something, and they called it the doctrine of the Trinity. One being three persons. Equal in power, glory, dominion, and might. Um, so that's what happened. That's where the Trinity, the word Trinity comes from. No, it's not in the Bible, and no, neither is Taweed, which is the Muslim issue, a uh, doctrine of oneness. This radical oneness that is taught by Islam <coughs> is something, ladies and gentlemen, that grew out of the Quran. It did not grow out of here. And I read you that passage uh, last week. Um, uh, do not say that God is one. It is uh, Surah 4171. A surah is a chapter in the Quran. Uh, I read you that. Don't, don't, don't talk about a trinity. Don't do that. And, and to do so, ladies and gentlemen, makes you guilty of shirk. Um, I, I said this last week. Makes you guilty of shirk. And shirk is the unpardonable sin. Um, all of you who believe in a Trinitarian God are doomed to everlasting punishment with black faces. That's part of the, the doctrine of uh, Islam, that you're going to have these black faces in, in, in eternity because you dare to call God uh, a trinity. All right. Um, okay. Here's what I want to suggest to you. This is a difficult doctrine. By the way, that whole, tour in, that whole three-hour lecture was debating the issue of um, what is called tawid. Ta I think this is right. Um, tawid which is the Muslim view of God and the Trinity. That's all it was about. And, and I would grant you that is the, the Trinity is a difficult issue, but it's not, it's not impossible. All the church did was take data that they found in here and formulate a doctrine called the Trinity. They saw one God uh, who had three persons, and all of them, three of them acted and claimed as, for instance, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Matthew 28 uh, the Great Commission, baptizing them in what? In the names? No, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's a Trinitarian formula, ladies and gentlemen. 
So the, the, the church took the, the data that was in the scriptures, formulated it, and came up, and, and, and it's called the Trinity. Okay? All right. Skip that for a minute. But of course, fundamental to Christianity is the view of God. I, th- I think you'd understand that, which is completely denied and rejected by Islam, fought vehemently, which brings us to the Christology. And that man stood in front of his audience and told us that he believes in Jesus. If I had been, first of all, I told Susie, I would not make a good debater. I think I would have stopped a debate at that moment and said, you what? You, you what? What the devil are you talking about? You don't anymore believe in, you believe in Jesus as a man, um, as a messenger. Let me, now, okay, guys, let's just assume for the minute that you're all double-digited uh, IQ. And this is a little bit difficult for you. Like Tom Jordan, for instance. I mean, <laughs> uh, um, but now coming to this, who do we say that Jesus Christ is? What is the Christian church's position on Jesus? That, that one is not hard. You know that one. We say that he's God in flesh. We talk about the deity of Christ. Um, At least I hope you know that already. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you how Islam believes in Jesus, which is a half-truth, represented as a whole truth, designed to deceive you. And that makes me mad. Um, I think I mentioned last week that there are five prophets, five prophets uh, in in Islam. There's Abraham, there's Moses, there's Noah, there's Muhammad and Jesus. Jesus comes in about third. Muhammad, of course, is is better than all of them, but Abraham is 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 kind of next up, and Jesus is somewhere between two and three. Jesus was good, but Muhammad was greater. Now, guys, last week, um, I was given this. <laughs> I have to say I did not possess one. I possessed one, kind of, but I had an Arabic Koran. This is an English translation of the Koran. And I don't think we have time to read all this. Um, I mean, not the Koran. I mean, just, just the text that I've written down, that Jesus was good, but Muhammad was greater. You might want to check Surah 2, verse 13. Um, you do know, I hope, that Jesus was never crucified, according to Islam. Um, Islam explicitly denies the deity of Christ, his crucifixion, and thus his resurrection, and that he is the only way to salvation. Now, I'm not going to read a whole... I've got all these verses, I've got all these little things marked here. Um, but we just don't have time to read it all. But I do want to read you this part. And this is Surah 4, 157. And they're saying, surely we killed the Christ. They call him, by the way, um, ISA. I don't know how you pronounce that or how they pronounce it. But um, ISA, surely, and they're saying, surely we killed the Christ, ISA, son of Mary, the messenger of Allah. They did not kill him. And they did not Salabah him. I guess that means buried. I don't know. But it was made to appear to them 
And surely those who disagree about him are in doubt of him. They do not have any knowledge of him except following the conjecture, and they did not kill him for certain. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you tell me. Does Islam believe in Jesus like that Muslim scholar stood up and said to his audience? Their holy book says he didn't die. No, no, it was made to appear. It was a ruse. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that Jesus died? Oh, kind of the heartbeat of the gospel, is it? And you believe that nonsense, according to this. And for that man to stand up there as an Islamic scholar and tell his audience that we believe in Jesus. And by the way, it was right in the context of him saying, oh, we Christians and we Muslims, we need to, we, uh, we need to stick together and we need to work together because we know we all have all this, all this stuff in common. You know, like we believe in Jesus. Absolute poppycock. They believe in a man by the name of Jesus. So do I, a man by the name of Abraham Lincoln, and he set the slaves free back in the Civil War. But I do not trust in Abraham Lincoln to save me. Jesus was never crucified. Um, Jesus will return to earth at the second coming. They believe in a second coming. How about that? He comes to convert all people, including Christians, to Islam. Now, is that our Jesus? How can the man say that, ladies and gentlemen? What would you think of me if I sought to deceive you like that? I'm married to Susie, and I've been married 45 years, but we really aren't married, you know. We've just been living together. What would you think of me if I tried to deceive you by saying, we've been married for 45 years, we've been living together? I mean, and that's peanuts compared to this business. Um, when Jesus comes back, comes back, he comes back as a radical Muslim. His name is Isa or Isay. He returns near a mosque in Damascus and he will destroy Christianity. Islam's Messiah is something, and I, and I really can't, I don't know much about this. His name is Mahdi. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's the question that I put before the house. Can can someone truly know the Father and deny the Son? Well, let's let Jesus comment on that. John chapter 8, verse 19. Let me just read it. You can write it down. They said to him, therefore, where is your father? Jesus answered. You know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father. He says later in verse 42, Jesus said to them, If God were your father, listen to this! If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. But if you love this God, 
you also love the Christ who was crucified and resurrected from the dead. Let, let me say it for you clearly. You cannot know the God, this, we'll just say the father of this book, and deny his son. Um, he states in that same chapter, if they were really of Abraham, you would believe on me. You know, and that's one of their, that's one of Islam's great cries is that, you know, Abraham is one of their big heroes. Uh, and if you were really of Abraham, ha ha ha, you'd believe in me, Jesus, he says. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, I don't know how much of the gospel you know. I think you know a pretty good deal, a pretty good quantity of it. But I think you know at least this much. You know that the center of the message that we proclaim is a message of a crucified Christ to pay for our sins who died on Calvary's cross and was buried and then resurrected. You know that much, don't you? Islam denies all of that. Okay, so you're a double-digit, an IQ guy, girl. Forget this one. Don't worry about that. But how about this? So go tell your friends now that the God of Islam and the God of Christianity is the same God. Oh, and that they believe in Jesus too. It's, it's, it's fabricated. It's, how are we? Kakia! That's probably not right. So I can, if I can advance, I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to deceive you. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, the, the moment you found out that I did something like this, this place would empty and I don't blame you. To say, for Islam to say that they believe in Jesus has one intent. And that is to deceive you. And very frankly, they've succeeded at 35% of the Protestants, according to that thing that John sent me. So 35% of the Protestants are out there saying, oh yeah, we're all in the same boat. No, we're not. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to be a Muslim? You go be a Muslim. That's fine. You know, just like... Um, when Elijah was on the top of Mount Carmel and he was battling the prophets of Baal and he says, listen, you want to believe in Baal? Believe in Baal! But if Yahweh be God, you believe in him. Guys, all I'm trying to do is clear up for you. These ain't the same thing. And the idea that this has become an issue, it boggles my mind. Every essential of the Christian faith is denied by Islam, and we're still talking um, because there's agencies um, such as CARE, you've heard of CARE, C-A-I-R, the Council on American Islamic Relations, who make frequent attempts, they, 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 they spit out these sound bites, and they're, they, they, they want you to think that Islam is a religion of peace. We're, we're, we're going to come back to that, but um, well-funded, um, well-organized spin doctors. And some of you bought into it 
Shame on you. Okay. So there's that. I mean, we, 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 we can't understand that one because, you know, we're all double digits. <laughs> so we'll just get that one up. But this one we did pretty good on. How about this one? How about salvation by grace through faith alone? We know that much about the gospel, don't we? Sure we do. We know that, that uh, how is a man saved? It's not by works. It's by salvation by grace through faith alone. We know that. In Islam, ladies and gentlemen, there are five pillars. Prayer, five times daily. Fasting, almsgiving. Um, the shahada, which I, I, I showed you last week. There is no God but one God and whose name is Allah and Muhammad is his prophet. You've got to confess that, by the way, with sincerity. Uh, it says the thing that I found. I mean, you, you can't say, mm, a tongue in cheek. You got to say, it with, you know, there's only one God, Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet. And, and, and that'll save you. And then you got to go to Mecca. If you can afford to, and if you're physically able, you got to go to Mecca to own a hajj. Because, ladies and gentlemen, salvation is earned. Um, according to Islam, people commit sin, but they're not sinful. Sin is paid for by you. They do not believe in anything called original sin. You're not born in sin. But I can tell you this, I've got great news for you, that um, if you die by, by jihad, that assures you of instant access into paradise. What does that say? If I do this, then I am assured of instant paradise. Does that sound like to you? Does that sound like a gospel of grace by faith alone? Is that, is that what it sounds like? Or does it sound like some kind of gospel of pure merit? So, uh, you know, I'm going to pray five times daily. You know, I wish we prayed five times daily. But, you know, just like the Mormons riding around the bicycles, ladies and gentlemen, they're doing so so they can earn their way into heaven, and that's what Islam is doing. Um, so, you know, of course, we, we can't understand this one, and we'll just give up on that one. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just concentrate on these two, because we understand those two. And those two, ladies and gentlemen, are completely overturned and denied by everything that, that Islam stands for. Railed against. Don't say Trinity. Don't say anything. And guys, again, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to attack an individual. I'm, I'm trying to attack an ideology that has so confused us that we are ready to say we're all one big brotherhood. Um, uh, it, these are just a, a few miscellaneous thoughts or ideas. I told you that the Quran is 114 chapters. They call them surahs. Uh, the, 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 uh, the Quran recognizes the Bible but considers it inferior to itself. And on, um, on several occasions, um, well, let me just say, here are some of the things that are taught um, by the Quran. First of all, Sharia law is not optional for Muslims. Guys, I, I, I don't believe my daughter, you know, I don't believe my daughter on anything really, but um, uh, I've got three daughters, and one of them is pretty intelligent. My, the middle child, Megan, she's, she lives in D.C. When we go to D.C., um, we stay in this embassy suites called the Convention Center Embassy Suites. It's the convention center right over there. You come out the front door and you turn right, and you walk down a few blocks, and there's Chinatown. Great spot. 
And there's this, there's this huge block of beautiful buildings and all the high dollar stores that, you know, that we, you can't even walk into. And there's a parking lot there too, which I, I, but I think they're about to build something else on that. My daughter, now again, uh, you can check with my wife. Uh oh. Oh, okay. I, I'm supposed to apologize because I don't, I said I don't believe my daughters. Okay. So I apologize. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I, I, listen, I'm saying nice things. Um, my, my daughter says that that block right across the street from the embassy suites is now governed by Sharia law in Washington, D.C. Now, I can't believe that. I can't believe that, but I can tell you this. Sharia law is not optional for, for Muslims, according to the Quran. Um, jihad is an act of worship. Um, chapter 4. Verse 95. Um, guys, think about this. There are 1.3 billion, pretty close, Muslims in the world today. Um, if one half of 1% of those 1.3 billion Muslims in the world today were jihadists, were active jihadists, it would comprise the largest standing army in the history of mankind. One half of 1%. You think that's underestimated, that one half of 1%? I do. And they are being told that jihad is an act of worship. Um, i got to read you this part. Um... Because um, the Quran, you know, the, the I've got all these things that I that I could read you, but they're over here about Islam being a religion of peace. This is about what they're supposed to do to you if you refuse to convert. So when the forbidden months are past, past. Kill the polytheists wherever you find them. You know who the polytheists are, don't you? That would be us. They're calling us polytheists. We're not polytheists. We're monotheists. Polytheists is the word that means many gods. They, they, they would accuse us of being tritheists. And in, in this debate, this, this scholar said, why stop there? Why can't there be four or seven? So we're polytheists. And they are, so, they are told, Kill the polytheist. Now let me back up just real quick because one of the things that is said in reply uh, to this, this particular point is, well, you Christians gotta get, get, but can't talk. <laughs> I mean, don't you know about the Crusades? Yes, I do know about the Crusades. Um, 1097, 1087, something like that, Pope Urban um, was asked to raise an army to come take back Jerusalem from the, uh, the Turks. And so Pope Urban put together an army to, to make sure that Christians still had access to the holy sites in Jerusalem. And the Crusades, ladies and gentlemen, lasted what, two or three hundred years, whatever it was. And um, very frankly, um, the Pope told the, the Crusaders that if they died in crusade, um, they had... Um, a plenary indulgence. You know what that means? 
plenary means complete, full. All your sin's gone if you die in crusades. So they went. Now, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, at least in my world, looks at the crusades as a dark chapter in the history of the so-called Christian church. We regret it. We call it ugly. We say it was wrong. We say it was poorly inspired. We are sorry it ever happened. We, we denounce it, etc. So tell me, where are all the imams around this country denouncing jihad? Why aren't they rising up to say, this is not who we are? I've heard of a couple. By the way, I just read you uh, Surah 9-5. It's all over the place. Uh, Surah 4, 8, uh, 489, that you're supposed to die. Um, real quick, um, I, I, I'm supposed to have one minute, but I'm probably going to take six. Um, 87% of Muslims around the world today do not speak or understand Arabic. 87%. Thus, they are in the absolute dark. One author suggests, now this is just one author in one article in the Atlantic Monthly. I, you know, I'm trying to be as fair, as, but I agree with him. But he said <laughs> that one-fifth of this text of the Quran is downright incomprehensible. I'd say it was far more than one-fifth. Um, I, I would love for you to grab it and read just large snatches, as I have of late, and you think, what the heck is that? This is, um, this is incomprehensible. I mean, this is, this is crazy. Well, um, in terms of jihad, Allah orders Muslims um, to war because it's good for them. War is decreed for you, and it is hated by you. And perhaps you may hate something, and it is good for you. And perhaps you love something, and it is evil for you. And Allah knows, and you do not know. War is decreed for you. And I know you don't like it. But it's good for you. You know who said that? Allah. Um, could you compare that to, um, to this? <clears throat> um, uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Blessed are you when you, uh, when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven for they who persecuted the prophets who were before you. Um, uh, uh, but uh, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and two. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have it. And uh, give to the one who begs from you. Do not refuse. Gang, <clears throat> this is an ugly thing to, to bring up. 
but I'm afraid Christians are often deficient in discernment. All right, let me me just give you one principle that, that you've got to live by. You've got to ask, when somebody teaches something, where does this take me? What's the end result of this teaching? The the language of the New Testament is, by their fruits you shall know them. So if, if it teaches this, where does it take me? The Quran takes you to war. It takes you to murder. It takes you to takikia, whatever. And there's our Savior saying, if somebody persecutes you, give them the other cheek. Tell me, what do you see in that? Tell me, my friend. How could you possibly? How could you possibly? come to the conclusion that that religion is the same as the one that you adhere to. You know, um, I read an article on AT&T news page yesterday where ISIS burned alive their own soldiers who lost Ramadi to um, to the Iraqi army burned alive their own soldiers. Tell me, where does this take you? Um, The idea that Islam is a religion of peace is a soundbite, ladies and gentlemen. spun out by organized spin doctors who are well-funded and well-organized, such as CARE, designed to deceive you. Again, if Allah be God, for heaven's sakes, go serve Him. But don't you dare try to equate the God of this book with the God of this book. That notion has one source of inspiration. The father of lies. So who does the Muslim worship? He worships the God that spoke to Muhammad. And I think the speaker then was the father of lies. Our Father, I do pray that you'll help your people to be discerning. I pray that you will um, stop up their ears if anything has been said amiss or wrongfully. And I pray that you will not hold my sin against them that you will lead them into truth, that you will show them the concerted effort to deceive them, that they might stand more firmly 
on the beauties of the gospel, which is simply believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. That's a message, Lord, we want to take to the Muslim world. It's um, such a difficult thing to do when their own holy book forbids them to have friendships with Christians. But Lord, make a way for us. Give us an opportunity to tell them that all of this, this effort they're putting forth will not cancel out one of their sins. Thank you for the privilege, Lord, and I pray that you will use this to put an end to this nonsense so that we can get back to your word and study the beauties of a gospel of pure grace. And we ask it, of course, all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for